everybody, what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm your girl, Lachey Lachey Dawson. Oh, I like that, Fancy. <laughs> and I'm your girl, Tania Rivers, a.k.a. T. Wait a minute, Shay. Remember when we first started and I was all excited and I was like, T, money in the house? And I got hit up by all my friends like, no, stop. <laughs> and I'm T, money? <laughs> They're like, uh, where did that come from? And whatever... Wherever it did come from, please flush and get rid of immediately. (laughs) I do remember that. I do remember that. And then you were like, okay, I'm not T money. I'm actually T. I don't know who that was, but I was really excited. Bye. (laughs) I mean, I was trying to, you know, get out of this corporate HRT and show a little, you know, a little something. But But I will say, Tania Rivers, (laughs) you... A lot of people on my side of our audience, like, you know, people who had come through and are tippers from my side, they absolutely love you. Like, I get so many positive, excited messages about you and your transparency and just like, (laughs) it's the the craziest thing. And I'm just always like, yeah, I know. Like, that's why, like, we chose each other. Like, that's why this is so good. Yeah. One, thank you. I appreciate that. But the same thing on my side. My people love you. They're like, man. Where did you find her? She's such a good mix. You guys compliment each other yes. so well. Um, and I'm like, that's my little sister. So same. I'm glad that we found each other. Yeah, me too. Aww, me that's too. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, for today's episode, mm-hmm. a very important topic that I think not only we should try to inspire to be better in, but also just our role in general, not just in the workplace, but Mm -hmm. just in life is think about it. How can you be a better ally to others? Mm. You know, how how does that resonate with you when you hear the word ally? Man, I mean, ally means, and it depends on which which way you're using it, but in generally, an, an ally is someone who's standing in the aisle with you somebody who is ready to walk with you, listen to you, um, you know, believe what you have to say first, that you don't need to convince them to do anything. You know, if if you need somebody there for you, you're like, look, I need you to look out for me. This may not be something that you understand, but I just need you here with me. And that person's just ready to go. That's that's what that means to me. A hundred percent correct. Like you're a support person. And I think what's important too, is when you think of an ally, that person does not have to look like you, doesn't have to be from the same background, doesn't have to right. be the same race, doesn't have to be the same gender, doesn't have to be the same anything. Right. It's just someone who is standing up for you, but also kind of giving you just some peace that you're not in this alone, alone and I'm someone who supports you. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when you think about that person, you know, are, are you an ally to anyone? Yeah. And also think about like, is an ally someone that is different from you, looks different than you, different gender than you? Because oftentimes when you need an ally, it's somebody to speak on your behalf or to support you that maybe has a contrasting view or maybe has a, a or just an opposition, a different opinion than you. Um, but they love you so much that they're willing to just stand and and vouch for you and willing to like put themselves um, in the forefront to just kind of share like, you know, and, and be there in support of what you're doing and, and you know, what you believe in. Sure. Um, and I would say I, I'm an ally of, of children. I'm an ally of the youth. I'm an ally of 
women. The voice, I'm you are. The, of the voiceless, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of the friendless. Like I purposely try and find people who feel isolated, who feel alone, yeah. who have felt, who felt marginalized or do, um, because I'm not afraid to put myself in the line of fire for other people, especially if it makes their lives better, especially if, um, you know, I just have a platform or I have something or whatever privilege that I have, I'm willing to use that to help other people um, when need. So I try to do that before it's, before I'm, it's asked of me. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, like that's <laughs> not, you know, they don't need that, but I will always offer it. I will always go hard. And, you know, if I'm not needed in that way, then I'm happy to step down too. But I'm pretty aggressive in, in that way of trying to be an ally to somebody. So I love that. And I think to answer your question is, you have different allies for different things, right? Like, so I think that, yes, it is great to have allies that may look different um, from you because you, you may need someone to stand up to be a different voice in a room. And sometimes it's that ally who is of whatever the persuasion is of that month or that agenda or that topic is helpful for that person to weigh in. So, you know, I think that you can have many allies in different aspects of your life, mm -hmm. but I do the fact, the fact that um, if you kind of lead by example and, you know, I always like to, when I'm looking at a situation, I always like to look within myself first and say, all right, how am I showing up for other people? Can I be so can I, how can I be supportive to someone in my life that may need it? Mm -hmm. And how can I stand up and be different today than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. You know, those are just things that I kind of filter through. And I can tell you last week, I was just having such a tough time. And it was my ally at work that helped me out to get pushed through some tough things that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. It was that silent voice that said, you know, you got this tea, don't give up. And was a person who was giving me some guidance that I needed at a very tough time. So that person um, that's an ally for you can really help just help when you may not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you may be in a dark place or in a room where that looks that appears to be very dim because mm -hmm. when you're going through a tough time, it's hard to see the light. <laughs> Right? Mm -hmm. Like you're just in this situation and sometimes you can't see past that situation. But when you have a good ally in your life, that person can be the person with the vision or the person that has on uh, those goggles that helps you see right. uh, when you can't see for yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. And I, that makes me think of like in the sports industry, I've had many allies who are men and I mm. appreciate that. And I need yeah. that. I needed that at the mm -hmm. time continually because of the standard, right? And the standard right. in, well, in the sports industry that I'm in, in men's basketball or uh, just predominantly men are working this field. Um, yes. I constantly need people to, and it's sad that it has to happen, but to validate the things that I already know that I can do or the things that I have experienced or help others, you know, get through or experience in the space. But it's until a man steps up for me um, who yeah. holds the respect of those other people, those gatekeepers. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't get it when I need it. I get it when that happens. And so shout out to all those men out there. You know who you are, who've stepped up for me or who've, you know, shared my names in rooms that I wasn't in. 
And I've definitely needed that. And, and that's a constant thing. And also my brothers have helped me as well and said, I trust her. She's the one who handles my business. So if you want to deal with her or you want to deal with me in this space, you're going to have to go through her and have given me the credibility to do a lot of the cool things that I've done um, in the industry. And so I know that the importance of allyship and that's why I was saying in the beginning, just like sometimes an ally is more powerful when they don't look like you or, or have the same Absolutely. experience as you. Um, and even in the, in the, in, in regards to race, I um, listened to this one podcast or I think it was a video, but it was with Glendon Doyle and she had a guest on there and she's like saying, I don't need an ally. I need an accomplice. And when it comes mm -hmm. to race, I, I do need an accomplice. I do need to help someone to help or someone to lean in and try and, um, just break down a lot of the barriers and to, to deconstruct, you know, what has been constructed um, from just an evil lens. And so it depends too, right? Like allies, mm -hmm. there's sometimes when you need allies and there's sometimes when you need accomplices too. Oh, I love that. And I think about, I love when you gave the example about working in sports because it's, you know, predominantly men um, mm -hmm. in that work, like in that actual industry, Mm -hmm. um, I just it made me think about, remember we did a weigh-in on Roe versus Wade with mm -hmm. all the drama, the kind of the aftermath that happened. Yeah. And we talked the importance about, you know, for us in terms of having the right to choose. Yeah. But it was very refreshing and inspiring when I went to LinkedIn. You talk about allies, just being able to see some of the men that stepped up and said, you know what? I may not experience this. I may not know what it is, yeah. but I stand alongside of the women who are losing their voice to choose. And, and it just, it was just to see many of the men um, be able to step up to support us and to support people who are impacted. I think that just, that just made me feel like, you know what? We're not alone. Right. No matter who you are. Uh, female, male, non-binary, whoever, you, who, whatever it is that you choose to identify yourself, the fact of the matter is, is that we're all we we have to bond, like kind of be this one supportive force that stands up and holds each other hand when we're facing difficult circumstances and challenges in our lives. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. and and that even goes for. Sometimes uh, in the sports industry or, you know, in Roe vs. Wade or any of those type of situations where the gatekeepers are older, mm -hmm. the gatekeepers are up there in age. Um, there's an age discrepancy between the people that are making the laws or making the rules mm -hmm. and the ones who have to follow and abide by it. Sometimes even having allies in terms of the age um, gap between certain demographics of people is important, too. Right. Having right. older people, experienced people to vouch for younger people because there is this uh, misconception that younger people don't know what's best for them or they, they, mm -hmm. they don't know the rules or they don't know the implications when sometimes that's not the case. There are a lot of young people who are very mature or who are very experienced. And so sometimes they don't get the opportunities that they should because maybe of their age. Right. And, and a person that holds this role or title should be you know, this 17 years of experience and this age and married and all that. When mm -hmm. I think what I start to see in the Gen Z space, working a lot with Gen Z and um, I forget what this next gen or the generation now that's coming after Gen Z is called. Um, Cause I'm just now reading about it, but it's going to take sometimes for those people, even sometimes me, like I don't, I don't consider myself older, but I am experienced in the space to like 
like, you know, pull, reach down and like help somebody come up. Right. And like put someone's name out there that maybe no one was thinking about because I've been had my eye on them or they've come to me and asked me questions and been Mm -hmm. curious. Sometimes it takes someone, an older person to vouch for a younger person to get an opportunity. And I think that's another way we can continue to be allies, too, is to constantly survey uh, the circles and people that we interact with and see if we can give an opportunity to somebody who's deserving. So, yeah, I love think about it, too. Oh, yeah, I love that. And again, I think you said it well with giving others to opportunity when they deserve it, because plenty of people, they just need opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. They just need a chance. And oftentimes we get so hyper-focused on an agenda or, you know, when I look at it from an HR perspective too, for me being in this space for over 25 years, especially when it comes to hiring, we are inclined, you know, like we know that some of the, some of the best talent may be from referrals, right? Yeah. But oftentimes in organizations, especially with us working in sports, it's it's a combination of who you know and what you know. But mm-hmm. who you know in sports is weighs a lot more heavy sometimes than what you know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's all about relationships. But what about the people who need an opportunity who may not know someone, right? Like that's all about how could we stand up in a room for people who may not have a voice? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I try to be very intentional about, you know, even for me, like you gave the example of, you know, some of sometimes like the older version, you know, as you get kind of older in life and, and the kind of disparities between the younger generation. Well, I think it kind of goes from both sides. So for me, when I'm in the room and I'm hearing certain things about maybe folks who maybe in a role for a while, maybe been at an organization for some time and they're looking for different talent. Like I'm in a room saying, wait a minute, don't forget about the institutional knowledge this person brings to the table. Don't forget about the years of experience because sometimes, you know, just, you know, I'm glad I I don't, haven't dealt with this. My organization is very respectful of, you know, kind of being your most authentic selves. Like we pride ourselves to be an organization that's committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. But at the end of the day, it's us kind of setting up this workforce where you can be your most authentic self. So it's something that we take pride in in our organization, but not all organizations are like that. And sometimes the older workforce gets pushed out because they want this younger person to come in because there's these preconceived notions about because you're older, you're not you know, equipped with technology or you're not up in the know that this younger person is going to come in and make a difference. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's it's not about age. It's about what you bring to the table, your relevance, you know, what you need at the time in terms of it's a project. So there's so many different things that thoughts to kind of go through my head. But I do think that, again, it's how do you stand up in a room for someone else who may not have a voice? Well, I'm glad you said that because the thought that came through my mind was like, in order to be an effective ally, you have to be brave. You have to Mm, be courageous. You have to be willing to sacrifice things. Mm -hmm. And that means that some, right? Sometimes you have to be willing to accept the consequences with stepping up and being someone's ally. And that's why not everybody knows how to be because being comfortable is easy. And right. So taking those steps and being courageous and stepping out on a limb and and doing that, you have to be mm-hmm. courageous because you don't know what the implications are. You don't know what the repercussions are. You have no idea. Um, but that's why in 
allyship or being an ally, that has to be your intention to improve, to innovate, to be a disruptor, meaning you're not afraid of any of that. You don't care about any of that. All I care about is impacting other people in a positive way. Um, And if you're willing to do that, no matter what happens, it's always going to lead you to where you should be going and what you should be doing. So yeah, I love that. Anybody who's going to be an ally. Mm-hmm. I love that you talked about this element of of bravery because yeah. I think sometimes we're afraid to step out on a limb for someone else, right? Like yeah. you are yeah. definitely more courageous for yourself, right? <laughs> because you're like, this is something that I need and I'm uh-huh. willing to do for me. Yeah. But when it comes to putting yourself out there for someone else, you may not be inclined to do so in terms of how that's going to impact you. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in terms of being brave is being near to support the person when you know there's some level of risk for yourself. Yeah. And that may not be easy for other people because some people may say like, I'm not willing to put myself on the line, put my reputation on the line, put my job on the line for someone else. But I think no know your audience, right? Like know who the person that, whatever this person is that you're supporting, like you should know that person well enough to know that you're making the right decision and that the risk, it's worth it based on that person, right? And risk versus reward. Right. And I think that's what's important because when I'm, when I'm like, I recently was an ally for someone um, in a work setting and it was just more so just, providing clarity because oftentimes perception is reality and what you bring to the table, maybe you had such a brief interaction with someone, right? Mm -hmm. And then folks will take away, well, this person, they already come up, they already came up with like in 30 seconds who they perceived you to be Yes. without getting to know who you truly are. So because I was in a room and I knew that person, I said, wait a minute, that's just not true. That person is actually kind, very humble. It's really good at their job. So I provided just more color based on what this perception was about this person. So sometimes it's just, again, being able to be that voice of reason, being able to provide more color that may help someone in a very, that goes a very long way in someone's life, for sure. Man, I consistently do that with athletes. Like I, I, the athletes in my life. Like, yes. When you said I online. do not play like because, <laughs> well, I guess particularly the, the, the demographic that I need to speak for, I need to constantly stick my neck out for yes. are young black men because mm-hmm. they're already starting with so many stereotypes against them. Like, yeah. so when I'm in rooms with people, decision makers and gatekeepers about their futures, Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me to hear the things that are assumed about a lot of these young people. Yeah. And the reason why they assume it is because they don't know them. They right. only see the either things they post on social media or mm-hmm. hear something that they they feel like they've done their intel and they've asked enough people. And it's like those people you asked had brief interactions with them. They didn't go into their homes. Those they don't talk to their parents right? consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So constantly I'm in rooms humanizing <laughs> these young black men. Yeah. Like humanizing being like, stop right there. Let me set the record straight. You know what I'm saying? Like put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Their mom, you know, has X. They come from this type of family. They had to fight through this. This is their third school. This is like, there are reasons why people do things. And then it's Mm -hmm. constantly like, oh yeah. And it's like, 
So I totally understand what you what you mean by that, because it's like mm-hmm. you constantly have to try like and it's also sometimes companies or people trying to make their bottom line don't have time mm-hmm. to um, get to know people. They need what? What? How is this person? Oh, I, I had this interaction. And boom, they move it on to the next one. That's why another reason why I have to also advocate and talk to the athletes, too, and say, this is what you're communicating non-verbally and you might not get another chance. You know, like, so you got to put out good energy and then also, you know, brands or people working with them have to take a, a step back and say, hold on, do I know this person and can I do a better job of collecting intel on this player? Or, you know, why did yes. they do what they do? So I totally know what you mean by that because I'm constantly yeah. like, well, it just bothers me. I'm like, you don't even know that kid. Like, like you're just well, saying that and you don't even know. And then your lens is not even culturally competent enough to understand. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. like, just bothers me. <laughs> well, I could tell I lit a little fire under you now, didn't I? <laughs> but no, when when we when we when we when I first talked about the word ally, I literally pictured you and the word ally with the players because you've yeah. been an ally of players since I met you. Mm-hmm. Right for athletes, mm-hmm. and that's something who you've always been, and you know even if it's something you don't even someone you don't even know directly, like you're still an ally. You're like, hold on, once you get to know the person yourself before passing judgment. Yeah. So I do know that that's something you really stand really hard and firm, and I just appreciate it. Just being a parent of an athlete because oftentimes people fall in love with this persona. Mm. Or who they believe they are based on freaking rat videos, or <laughs> or the narrative that the media has the created narrative. that they didn't stamp. Exactly. You know? Actually, mm-hmm. it's funny that you mentioned that because that narrative—that's something that just for me being in the cannabis space—that yeah. is important to me because there's so much that folks just doesn't know about cannabis that they make their own perceptions based on right. things that they see and that they heard, opposed to. Their own experiences. So again, or how the I media think, portrays cannabis yes, and who uses yes. it and what it makes and them why do. and only right? the negative things opposed to that's the positive. What they want the narrative to be exactly. So and you work in the business, so you can speak truth mm-hmm. to some of those things that are very yeah. beneficial. So and help change the narrative by showing yeah. someone like me, like a middle age, um, in terms of mid. I'm in my forties, mid forties. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a senior professional. And I use cannabis for a variety of reasons. Yes. You know, for insomnia, for anxiety, like things that I've been fighting with for over the years that people may not know about because, again, you're so used to what you see opposed Mm -hmm. to what you know. And that's just so important for us, again, to kind of even, even if you're not an ally to someone, it's kind of take a step back when you're getting to know a person or when you're finding out more information about someone is like, be a little bit more kind, mm-hmm. assume positive intent. And the worst thing you can do is start running with your own perceptions about people opposed to getting to know who they are, right? And also yeah. not looking at one experience and saying it's the end all be all to that person. So maybe that person had a, let's say, an unpleasant experience with someone or a conversation that didn't go well, or maybe that person was upset that day because of things in their personal life and maybe they didn't respond in the right way. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing that we can do is kind of put that person in a box and say, oh, that person is negative, yeah. rude, 
blah, 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 based on that one experience. Because you never know what people are dealing with. Like yeah. th- this game called life, people, it's tough. Yeah, It brings about a lot of ups and downs. It brings about a lot of uncertainty. And we're all dealing with real shit in our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times where we're not our best. And maybe who we come across may not be who we truly are. But don't hold someone to the flame on being that certain way because of interaction and one negative, you know, experience or an experience that you may heard from someone else. Like get to know people are based on your experiences. And it certainly needs to be more than one time. (laughs) Yes. No. And that's, and that's why I go so hard too, because too, Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of the judgment are from people who don't understand the world that this demographic is coming from. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be white, black, black, Hispanic. It could be Asian, Indian, right? Like, so if we all have those lenses, male, female, non-binary, you know, binary, all of these, like when you're judging people, you have to understand it's from your lens and your perspective. Yes. So that's why you have to be intentional about what you're doing, how you live your life, what you're saying so that you can understand, you can listen with an understanding ear. Like, let me just listen to understand. You may not agree, but you need to understand where people are coming from. And even working with athletes, like these are children. 18 and under, you cannot hold them to the flame doing something when they're young. They need to be able to evolve, to grow, to develop, to make mistakes. Because we do. To explore, <laughs> right? Yes. And even in your 20s. All the mm-hmm. way up until you're 30, honestly, you honestly really Still. don't understand all the things that you do to implicate Absolutely. your future, right? It's not until mm-hmm. you turn 30 until you actually start taking your life super yes. serious. Now, there right. are some younger people, younger than 30, that mm-hmm. are like, I'm ready. I know what I want to do. And there's that. But there's sure. lots of mistakes and lots of learning things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these, like, we're all looking at the world from our lens. Some people are immigrants and have a different perspective and a different approach to life. Different some experiences, people, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are are born rich and wealthy and privileged. And so you have to do a better, when you come from those circumstances, you have to do a better job of listening, understanding, yes. you know, yes. like you have to do. And that's, that's the biggest thing about being an ally is like, let me listen. Let me research. Let me ask quite, let me be extremely curious first. So I can use a bit of the things that I've been blessed with to give it to someone else to help make their life, their quality of life better so that you can be better. Because if you're making other people's lives better, that's less things you have to worry about. Yes. So it's like we all have, we come from these different lenses that we all need to stop and say, this is how I was raised. This is how I was brought up. This is the community that I was raised in. This is where I feel like I should belong. This is the body I feel like I'm in. And I have to integrate with the world and I have to understand where those people are coming from too Mm -hmm. in order to find my own pocket of peace in this world or to separate yes. myself because that's not what I'm into or whatever the case may be. Yes. It's like, we just have to do a better job of like, stop, listen before we judge and then yeah. listen to understand. Yeah. And then we can move accordingly. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Shay, especially um, the piece of being better listeners, because I think that we can all, that's something that we can all work on is oftentimes we're so used to wanting to get our point across, wanting to really kind of share whatever it is that's on our mind, Mm -hmm. but we don't do a good enough job of being an active listener 
to someone. So I do think that's something we we can do better. Another thing that I think we can do better is no judgment zone. Like <laughs> we are so used to mm. judging others, being judged that it's just it's getting out of hand how we judge people oh, so yes. often. Good point. It's getting out of hand. Yes. Like the way stop we judge judging and condemn people, people. Mm-hmm. in society these days. <laughs> it's crazy. All the time. And I think that just has to stop. Like stop making these judgments based on these fact, oh, just so many different factors. It could be based on where someone comes from. It could be based on who they are, what what status they are, did you believe is status in life, how much money they make, who they know. Like we make so many judgments for the wrong reasons yeah. and that has to stop. Like all of us, one, has have made mistakes in life that we looked at things and say, you know what, if I had a second chance, I would do that all over again. And you would do it very much differently than what you did. And I think you brought this up earlier, Shay, but I think it's important to kind of say this one more time is that we all, all of us evolve over time, right? right? So who I am at 45 was totally different than who the Tania was at 25, like yeah. vast difference yeah. in terms of who I am. So right. again, it's like, stop judging people because if you are, you know, just, you know, think about it for yourself, that if someone constantly judged you for everything that you did, how would that feel? So again, it's about how can we assume positive intent? How can we listen to people? How can we get to know people for who they are, opposed to kind of making those judgments and um, these have these perceptions about people when you really don't know the full story? It's like reading one page of the book and like, oh, that book is terrible. I don't like that book. That book is not going to be good. It's like mm-hmm. read one page. <laughs> like, yeah. Keep keep reading. Yeah. Get to know the story like, a little bit more. And it's, yeah, definitely. Like, it's crazy. Like when I even think about like the Ime Udoka situation, Mm -hmm. like when I heard about it, you know, everybody's going frantic and I'm thinking, I'm thinking the why, like who you guys are hurt. Like the why you're going through something Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking you're both married people. Um, You know, the way this was blasted in the media you know, and what your family is saying, what your kids have to endure. I'm thinking about those things, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then I was telling somebody like, oh, whoa, what she looked like when she cheated. But it's like, it's not all, it's not all about that. Sometimes cheating yeah. is not about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are longing for something or maybe it was too easy. Maybe, you know, people are flirting. Like they spend a lot of time together. Like there's so many reasons. And like, yeah, it's just crazy to me that the the way that, the media just jumped down and 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 they blasted something with no context, no Without details. The full story. They left it open for the world to pick these people apart as mm-hmm. if they're not human. Based as, on experience we don't know what they're or based going on what through. they heard. Yes. Right. We don't know mm-hmm. what they're going through in life. Yes. And we worked in the NBA many years. Like this is not something that's news. Like this is mm-hmm. not something that's blasted out for everybody to to pry on them. And and so for me, it's like. Now these people's names are out there and they don't even get a chance to speak for themselves and say what yes. they're going through or what their thought process was. Because yeah. although infidelity is horrible, it's not a crime and they're human and there's a reason why you do things. And like, it just, it just really pissed me off now that we have to judge these people and we don't know anything about them. Terrible. We haven't heard their side of the story. 
Yes. And now all we know is they're being disciplined or it's being kept a secret. And it's all that. And it's like, they have to go on with their lives. And yes. I just think it's just like, it's, it, that hurts my feelings. And so who are, who's going to step up for them? Yes. Regardless if they did something wrong, they're still human mm-hmm. and they still deserve justice or they still deserve to carry on. They still deserve to get jobs. They still deserve to move on. Like who's going to be an ally for them? Who's going to speak up for them? You know, yes. and then also who's going to speak up, you know, for the people who are wronged in this situation who did nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just thinking about like all the humans involved and like how we just do things and we just blast things out. And in today's society, yes. it's just crazy to me. Well said, my little sis. And again, people, let's do better. Let's support one another. And let's be the best ally that we can be for someone to help maybe change the narrative of a negative picture that could be painted, right? So we thank you for just hanging in there with us and continue to support our pod. We do this work for you. And we just ask that you continue on this journey with us. We're not going anywhere but up and we want you to be part of that process. So thank you for listening to or watching on YouTube, tipping the scales wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you. And thanks for the birthday wishes. Yay. Thank you. Have a good day. See ya.